Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Paddock Chat, a West Midlands Group original podcast created to keep local growers in the loop without having to leave the paddock. I'm Erin O'Brien and I'm the Beef Industry Development Officer at the West Midlands Group. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and may not be wholly appropriate for your purposes or situation. We recommend that you seek appropriate professional advice before implementing actions based on the information provided in this podcast. Last week, West Midlands Group Project Officers Melanie Dixon and I visited farms in the Waradaji and Karoo area to check out grasshopper activity. Interviews were conducted whilst visiting those farms to get a local perspective on how grasshoppers have affected their season. We spoke to local farmers Charles Woss and Still Rudd about their experiences. Apologies in advance for the audio. We were in the car while recording, so some of the audio is a little bit sketchy. Okay, so first question. Could you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your property? Still Rudd, we farm about 35 kilometres west of Karoo, about 150 breeders of uh, mature cattle and 50 heifers. Rotationally graze across perennial pastures and crop about 2,000 hectares. So when did you notice that things were getting bad and what have you done to try to control the grasshoppers? Oh, I would have been August last year. It started pretty bad. And then we've, we sprayed twice uh, from August and not many results. And then we've come back and we've done four sprays during summer across yeah. the whole farm. Misting didn't seem to work with just just the regions, you know. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> what sort of things have you tried to combat the issue? I actually ran a trial of um, on that buffalo grass in here. That's what this is. Nothing's come up, so we put it in with a perennial seed. Yeah. Have you got a few perennials? Yeah, in this the place? place is about about seventy percent covered in perennials, thirty percent crop, roughly. Trying to get that 80% perennials, this is all grasshopper damage. So I haven't touched the perennials, but this is a bit of a failed, it's probably 12 years old now, this perennial paddock. And 17, a lot of it died. It's shallow, it didn't seem to like the shallow gravel. So we just ran, yeah, ran the buffalo grass. Once we finished our perennials, we mixed it in with whatever was left of the seed. So there are a mega max and gap paddock in here as well. So something should come up. We use canola seed as a carrier because the bloody buffalo grass doesn't flow through the air seed of that um, It's got a little hair on it, like a like a brain. And it sticks. But seven sprays in two years for oh. grasshoppers that just keep they keep coming from, from uh, next door. And you've oh okay yeah because it's kind of got to be that everyone has yeah, to tackle it, don't they? Pretty much, I think so. But I've been spraying here and they just keep coming and going and coming and going. So they're obviously they're huge laid in there. Do hatching, but so nothing's germinated. Like the amount of rain we've had 450 mils of rain now, and nothing's come up. Yeah, you should have Kateweed the size of like a dinner plate or something. So we started running every bit of seed we had left in the field bins and silos and everything out to get cover. And we don't normally crop this paddock, so it hasn't been ripped or anything. We the perennials are sort of not really viable anymore. We ran that into just wait to see if we could get a get something, but yeah, the edges a lot thinner it probably goes about yeah what's that 20 meters in where it's, yeah. and then it steps up a bit and that's that's all grasshoppers just hammered it early on initially we were wondering if it was um from the big the, uh the wind we had whether we had chemical come off the cropping paddocks and land on these but you'd see a germination and then wiped off it'd be about you know a centimeter high just one little leaf and it's just written off didn't really notice it Anything that has managed to get away, 
Yeah, it's just like skeletons of um, cave leaves. <laughs> They've been harbouring in the bush, like yep. you go walking in there now just with the wind. I sprayed through all that bush and I just thick in there. But they absolutely, I sort of could see where the green oats is around the corner. That was all eaten with grasshoppers. We reseeded the cover and then we had, yeah, same as up there. So that's Moby barley for just grazing feed. We don't normally see down here, but we, it was just bare as a board, so we yeah. couldn't go. So you just spent a lot of time this year just trying to get something just covered cover. up. Just cover, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you can just see the sort of scallops, I guess, of the grasshoppers, and then they had, were having a crack at the loop. So I had to stop seeding a carnivore, come back and spray boundary sprays around my loop, and oh, one wow. paddock the loop has actually got, got, um, done. got done, fully done, because they were, they were in the loop and heading up the hill. So you guys have got another place at Carnamar? Yeah. And yeah, has, we, how's that compared to? Uh, that's uh, one of the farms up there is 100% crop yeah. and it was really it was put in after the cyclone so it's absolutely pumping. There's yeah. no there's no grasshoppers on that place because I don't think they like going into thick crop. Okay. So mm. we, we put our lupins in here, moved up there, seeded that. But our lease block up there is it's got feed on it but yeah they're, they're thick there too but I've been I've just Put the mister up and every time I check the waters or whatever I just missed Mr. Paddock. I guess yeah, just starting to get a bit expensive. Not even just the money you're putting into at the time. Yeah, yeah just to fire the boom spray up and go and do paddocks was, was about six dollars fifty hectare. Um it was working out and we did five thousand hectares now. Spraying <laughs> just in boom spray. of just grasshoppers. I hammered that. That's always been a poor paddock, but it's it's always had something on it. You know, it's not. It's got perennials in there, dotted through there that did germinate. It's always cakeweed. It's always brown grass. Uh -huh. This is the first time it's been white, and the most rain we've ever had <laughs> in ten years. We're sort of scratching our head. We had seed left, and we come and ran a um, ran it out down there to try and cover that oh, bear yeah, up. But yeah. it just yep. yeah, it just um, we ran out of seed basically. <laughs> Couldn't do anything. So is there anything that you do a little bit different next year after um, what you've been through this year? Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely we'll fire the mister and the boom spray up. Um, and on the break, we'll just go and do the whole bloody farm if we see them there. Um, yeah. With the higher rates that we know, what, know that kills them there. And none of that stuff affects the, the plants? Uh, it doesn't affect the plants. It does have carryover on cattle sort of Plan it out. follow the cattle around with the boom spray and the mister we might get some want to be able to lock some of these perennials up and let them, let them go to seed and yep. try and get them to do something so i sprayed an L, a bit of an l paddock as i was doing a boundary run so where the <laughs> where the green is is what what got sprayed <laughs> on the break it is pretty obvious they were swarming the other day it's a cateweed yeah, they just eaten. smashed it. Wow. So they're just moving in a big group. Yeah, so anyway, just put perennials everywhere. That's what we've come to. Have you been, um, you know, moving your cows around a bit differently or anything like that? Nah, we're pretty strict with the rotation. All the bare patches, uh, so that never, we didn't put a, we usually do, put a knockdown for mm -hmm. the perennials, but we just went straight in this year. Because yep. those, yeah, there's just nothing there. It was bare as a board. Mm. But, and so is most of your soil this kind of white yeah, sand? Yeah, a bit much? of it except where we crop all, all gravel and red, red country. 
what we're doing with the cattle and rotational grazing is you're not, you know, you're not supposed to spend money on your paddocks. Um, we actually introduced tongue beetles here because there weren't any. Now they're, they're all dead. Just about to ask about that. So, um, they're all dead. Your ladybirds, anything like that, it's all yeah, dead. It's like often oh, like a you know two step forward, one step back. Like you just yeah. how you mean to. Consumer beliefs and everything are so strong at the moment, and yeah. people want to know where their where their their food's going from. People are smashing their places with insecticide all product. these different yeah. sprays. Yeah, it's not good, but yeah. that that's 100% grasshopper damage with all that white sand oh, around those that. trees being seeded to yeah that sorghum he put in. Hopefully Sugar. he gets cover on it, but it blew the other day. Like a fair bit of fur down with any crop we put in, so. Uh, we put 100 kilos down just with the um, compound. So you're up around 100, well, last year, this year will be even crazier. But it's 100 bucks minimum a hectare just to run a cover crop in. Diesel, hot person in it, and, and seed and fur, so just to get cover on your white sand. So 300 bucks a hectare for the perennials is, seems to me like a no brainer because once they're established, they're there for 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we didn't have any of these paddocks, we'd have to, we'd be adjusting cattle elsewhere and you wouldn't be able to hold anything. You're trying to do all the right things and manage it the best way you can and it just, they are relentless, you know, definitely see your frustration and it's not just you, there's a lot of people around this region. Next year, every, every bare bit of ground we've got, we're going to fire up the old combine as well and uh, have that on a little tractor. Yeah. And just set, do what you get going in probably last week of February once we finish our deep river and just start doing pasture and do moby barley and um, and vetch mix. Yep. Which worked well up north, till the grasshoppers over. Um, they love vetch, love it. Um, but if we can get it established early, we might beat them. Is there anything you can think of in this year that might have made them a bit worse than usual? Um, I think it's a, it's probably a combination of that wind. Yeah. Um, I think that's where it's led from. So whether they come in on the wind from the desert, I'm not sure. But we've had early breaks. Like we've had 200 something mils in um, in summer and had a, a green bridge and never had any grasshoppers. Right. So yeah. that was one of the theories getting thrown around. But I think the wind damage uh, bearing scalloping paddocks out and bearing mm -hmm. areas off. I think that's where they sort of Can probably breathe. laid their eggs yeah. and harboured up in there and, and just yeah. spread from there and we yeah because it was last year directly after that that we noticed really bad and went mad spraying. We're very hesitant to start spraying or well, do we just let them go through a cycle and they usually just disappear. Yeah. When they physically started <laughs> your, your bear patches just got Larger and larger and larger every day. That's it. So we were very surprised we didn't control them in the one year. There yeah, four four summer sprays for grasshoppers um, last summer, and we've done four during the growing season. This is, yeah, on on most of the paddocks, misting pretty much missed the boundary around all the bush to try in case I just kept coming out of that mm -hmm. to try and break it up. Yeah, I don't know. Don't feel like you're winning. But physically seeing them dead on the ground is a bit better now. We just don't think we're doing it hot enough. We're running by the label and it needs to be 
grasshopper? Is there usually a bit of a grasshopper? You know, they might pop up and then off they go again. And yeah, you're, you're sampling salt pepper. Yeah, um, yep. They're here all the time. They've been here all the time, but not, not massive numbers. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't even see the damage because it's usually September when they hatch out. It's already this tall of feet, so. It's all right, um, yeah, that's just. It's not like we're overstocked anymore either. But yeah. It's probably having all the trees is the biggest issue, but then we like the trees. But yeah, this is normally all chakeweed and sunny brown grass and you name it in there. Start farming grasshoppers. Well, we thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was our discussion with Farmer Steel Rudd. Next, we spoke to Charles Woss. Could you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your property? Charles Woss, I'm a mixed sheep and cropping farmer 10 kilometres west of Karoo in the Midwest on a farm that is significantly variable in soil type and quite small by the area. What sort of effects are you noticing from the grasshoppers? Well, they're around when they're not meant to be. So the scary part is, well, what happens when the conditions actually suit them? And what time, what time of year is that usually? About now. Yeah, about warm, now. When it starts to get warm. So yeah. as you can see, that hatching... That's an expected yeah. hatching. I'm just mostly the advocate because I'm on the board and I'm the chair of the biosecurity group. I'm trying to advocate for people. I don't have it that bad. I just want to show them the truth and say, well, this is what it yep. is. And one of the other reasons we've been pushing is so that when it does become an issue in three or four months' time, you can say, well, we've been raising this since May. We've been sowing pastures. We've been, we're destocking paddocks and they're just bearing out. I was yeah. worried that you might not have seen them because it's got cold. When it got cold in the beginning of June, the paddock I had over the back went green. Yeah, except okay. for the weakest of the s mm -hmm. soil. And yeah. that was where I patched out and sowed. Yeah. But as soon as the grasshopper activity died down with the cold weather, it had a chance to go green. Has this year been worse as well because there was a few more bare patches because of the last couple of years of tough seasons, do you reckon? Or? Well, most farmers, you, you generally, you know, you might have a bit that ends up, you know, one hill that gets the sheep camp on or something and that gets a little bit bare, but it doesn't then stay bare all year covers you know all around here you know i've got confinement pens there's farmers that don't put sheep in a paddock until it's got cover they're seeding their paddocks they're doing things to make sure that they don't have bare patches that then grow and grow otherwise your whole farm ends up a desert so they're yeah. all trying everything they can think of to manage it you can definitely tell you guys are all trying to do the right thing is there anything that you would do differently next year after going through this season anytime i do a sum any summer spraying or pre-emergent we'll just all have bug spraying and other than that i'm not sure what else we can do because yeah. yeah i did summer spraying last year and i didn't put bug spray in if I summer spray this year, there'll be a bug spray in it. My spray rig's broken down at the moment, which is part of my challenge. Are there things they go for more than other crops? Have you noticed they've got a certain affliction for? Um, they seem to love things. The paddock over the back that was particularly bare, that is a predominantly capeweed pasture. Unfortunately, I'm trying to develop it into other varieties, but at the moment, it's a capeweed pasture. Sometimes you just take what you get. Yeah. <laughs> They've just eaten the whole capeweed plant. They like sorghum. I didn't yeah. think they would. Clearly, they do. Is there anything else you'd really like to see happen? Well, I think that given that it is a declared pest and it is clearly causing major issues, there's supposed to be a focus on soil health and a part of the soil health is maintaining cover, then support some funding for chemical or the cost of the application of the chemical and put out a strategy list. You know, these things are going to be key to, the, to helping solve it. Do you find the information that's out there at the moment a bit overwhelming? It's hard to find the information. As I said, we, these yellow sands, the grasshoppers don't seem to like them as much. They seem to be more prevalent in the white sands. Not that 
they're not there because you saw they're clearly there. That brings us to the end of today's episode. A huge thanks to Charles and Steele for giving up their time for this episode. The best way to receive our updates and stay in the loop with the latest in local research and results is by becoming a West Midlands Group member. Our members are an essential part of why we do what we do and we pride ourselves in ensuring members like you receive relevant, innovative information. You'll save hours of your valuable time with easy access to the most relevant and up-to-date information you really need. Our membership gets you early access to our workshops, free or discounted entry for up to three farm business members to our major events, exclusive access to our member-only publications like our technical newsletter, the WMG Quarterly. For more info, visit our website where you can sign up anytime. I'd like to thank our sponsors and members, without whom this would not be possible. See you next time for some more Paddock Chat. Local knowledge from a paddock near you.